You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Crystal Sharp is the couponing queen. The desire in this woman's heart to help people save money is so inspiring. She shares some fantastic tips in this interview that you can begin to do immediately to start saving money today. Crystal, I am so excited. We are getting the chance to talk today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. So first, tell us about yourself. Okay. So my name is Crystal, but all over the internet. Webs. I am known as Chris the Maximizer. I am a coupon coach and educator, and I have been couponing for over 12 years. We'll talk about that a little later. But I am a mom to a five, almost six-year-old, and I am just embracing this time in my life where I finally have my own business, and I genuinely get to be myself through like all the parts of my life. So that's like the small version of me. I love that. And we met last summer and um, you were about to take the plunge on your own to becoming a coupon coach. And now you are one, which I just love seeing that happen. Like when people say like, this is my dream, this is what I want to make happen. And then they actually make it happen. Um, So like, congratulations to you because you did that. Uh, But share with us more about that journey to becoming a coupon coach. Of course. And it was so nice of meeting you. And I still look at our pictures all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, it, so makes fun. It, <laughs> it makes it so much better when you see the people and you're like, I know them. I talk to them. You know, it's like so awesome. We're in real life friends, not just, yes, photo, real life. Not just photo shoot friends. <laughs> right. For sure. It's so awesome. The connections you make. Um, but I've known since I was a child that I was going to have my own business, my biggest conflict was I didn't know what that business was going to be. So the entrepreneurial spirit has been in me since I was probably like eight years old for as long as I can remember. I mean, as a child, I had my cousins and my sister drawing on loose leaf notebook paper and making it a fan. And people were paying us $5 in the street in our neighborhood for these fans. I mean, in, in middle school, I think I was about 12 years old, and me and my sister started a snowball stand. So we sold snowballs, we sold snacks, and for two summers, we made like 20 bucks a day. And to a 12-year-old, that's a lot of money. Yes. And we literally bought our supplies, paid our mom back, because she like gave us all the supplies to start. So I've always known that I was going to have my own business, but... I did everything the traditional way. I went straight to undergrad. I have a bachelor's in um, human services. I have a master's in HR. But the one thing that I loved since 2008 when I started couponing was couponing. Like it, like it's just something that I fell in love with. I've been doing it consistently for 12 years. And I've always been asked throughout these 12 years, how can I do it? Can you teach me? Show me how. 
So finally in 2015, this was after I had my daughter, I think she was like around a year old or almost a year old. And I started to sell some coupon classes. So I made like a PowerPoint and I was selling it and I only sold about five classes. I was very discouraged. I had postpartum depression. I was dealing with it silently and I just wasn't in the right headspace to like run a business, but I struggled heavily with how can I monetize coupon? I was like, I'm never going to be able to do it. Well, two years later, I started a recruiting business because I have a master's in HR and I was a sales recruiter by day and I started to recruit nurses at night. I did it for the money, but I didn't love recruiting as much. So in 2018, I stopped recruiting nurses because I was like, if I don't love this, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to spend an extra 10 hours a week after my day job working on something that I don't love. So I had a come to Jesus talk with myself and I'm like, self, if there's one thing you could do forever without payment, what would it be? And it was couponing. So I, I took like a week break from social media. And during that week, I really like just prayed a lot, talked to myself and made plans. But kind of on a whim, right after I took my social media break, I looked at my daughter and I said, okay, we're going shopping. We're going couponing like we always do. I'm just going to record us. And I'm going to just go on YouTube and we're going to see what happens because I'm tired of people asking me how to teach them. And I can't physically teach them because I'm in Florida. And at that point, most of my followers were in Maryland. So super long story short, August 19, 2018, I posted my first video to YouTube. I did a Publix video. I believe I did like a Dollar Tree video and maybe like a CVS video. And that literally started my growth into this coupon coach. Um, so I started my YouTube channel after exponential growth. I mean, after 90 days, I was monetized on YouTube. I had like over a thousand subscribers and I started making money in 2019. People asking for more on YouTube, like they had all these questions and I couldn't do everything on YouTube. So in April, 2019, so it's been basically about a year now, I started my membership community and that's how I started coaching. And what I love about kind of the progress you made and the journey that you were on was you looked for what you were passionate about and you turned your passion into profit. Like you turned your passion into something you can do day in and day out to support yourself and your family. So talk to us about kind of how you help others do the same and how you really kind of show them that they can do this. Right. So the number one thing is focusing on what you love and then realizing that eventually the money will come. So for me, it started as a side hustle. So I was working as a recruiter in the office, technically 40 hours. I would probably work a good five to 10 hours at home because my job was very demanding. And then I literally was recording three to four videos on Sundays, editing throughout the week, posting, trying to respond to comments. So the first thing I want to say is it has to be something that you love. Because when I was recruiting nurses, I fell off the wagon. I wasn't following up because I didn't love it. But with couponing, it is the first business that I've started. And I've started many. I've done tons of things that I was consistent with throughout having a job. And I mean, I posted every single week. So the fact that it's something that you love and you have to focus on your you're doing it. I love couponing and I'm doing it because I want to do something I love and I want to eventually turn this into something bigger and my, my full-time income. So I relied heavily on my why and what I loved. And the other thing I did was I started to monetize, I'm sorry, monetize. I started to research 
all the ways that I could monetize it. So I was making money from YouTube directly. And then I started my membership community. And I just started to research how are people using their knowledge. So a lot of people were coaches. And I realized I was coaching. I'm an educator and a coach. Sometimes I straight up give you the answer. Other times I ask you those thought provoking questions that get you to find the answers within yourself. So Mm -hmm. the biggest advice would be focus on what you love, figure out your true why you're doing it outside of the money, and then do your research to see what other ways can you make money from what you love. And really at the heart of what you're doing is helping women shop with a purpose. I mean, that's what you focus on when you're teaching uh, these individuals. And so what are some of those tips that maybe that are just kind of like right off the bat, listeners can leave this interview with and use the next time that they go out and shop um, so that to make sure that they are doing that as far as shopping with a purpose? Okay. So some of my major tips include when it comes to grocery shopping and food items is you need to have a meal plan. And it doesn't have to be something specific where, you know, on Tuesday, April 7th, we're going to eat, you know, turkey with gravy, rice, and whatever. You need to have an overall guide to say, okay, me personally, I like to cook three to four times per week. So I need to find meals that my family loves that I, that will allow me to cook only three to four times, but us to still have um, lunch and dinner to get through a week. So I had a monthly overview, okay, I'm going to cook spaghetti twice this month. I'm going to cook salmon at least once per month. So you have, need to have a meal plan of the things that your family wants to eat so that way you can get the agreed ingredients strategically. The next tip would be to check to see what you already have in stock. What things do you always want to have? I consider this a list that you call your never want to run out of list. I talk about it heavily for couponing in your stockpile, but it works just the same for groceries. What are those key items? Like think like your spices, right? Certain cooking oils, olive oils. What are the things you never want to run out of? The same thing goes for your favorite meat. If you eat meat, your favorite vegetables, your favorite snacks, if you have kids or just favorite snacks for you, you want to have those staples always in your freezer and they should be on your monthly grocery list so you can pull from them. The other thing is you want to strategically shop, look at the sales, compare the prices of the items in your area. I tell my clients all the time, the price in my area may not be the price in your area. So I will not know exactly what your prices are. You have to do that price research so you can determine, is it cheaper to get it at Walmart or your local grocery store? And something that I absolutely love that you talk about is you create a stockpile because you do have those coupons and you are able to do that research and determine, um, you know, when you can get items for free. And, um, so I'd like you to talk to us a little bit about kind of what's in your stockpile. And I think you even take it a step further and you even can sell your stockpile and create a profit off of that. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. I do sell my stockpile. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) <laughs> I have a couple clients. I haven't sold in a month though because of everything that's going on in this current situation. So I haven't sold too much, but I do on a regular in a regular day. I sell to, to I have like between five to ten clients that I sell to every month. But what's in my stockpile is basically everything. So when I was just talking about two lists, when as a couponer, there's two lists you should have all the time. 
things that you need right now. So like my family will perish if I don't have these items. And then you're never want to run out of list or your stockpile list. So I've been saving up for this moment in time where what if I can't go to the store weekly? What if I can't go to the store monthly? I need a stockpile of at least three to six months of items. So what's in my stockpile? My number one thing is toilet paper. My number two think is toothpaste. I cannot live without both of those in my stockpile. But other things I have, paper towels, lotion, body wash, deodorant, all my favorite hair care products, feminine care products, cleaning supplies, all kinds of makeup, laundry care, toothpaste. I mean, the list goes on and on. So basically, I have everything that I want, like and need, I have in a stockpile of a minimum of a three months. And every month, my goal is to try to get one for now and one for later to stock up my stockpile. So I pretty much have everything you can think of. Pins, notebooks, paper, planners. <laughs> I have a stockpile of everything. Um, air fresheners um, for my cat, cat food, soft food, wet food, his kitty litter. I mean, I had everything in the stockpile. <laughs> and I mean, this was the perfect time to have a stockpile. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I keep thinking I have this tiny house and we're eventually going to move and have a little bit more space. And so that's kind of my goal is to like have a little space for a stockpile because in times like this, I wish I did have a stockpile of toilet paper so I didn't have to run out and get it. And I mean, those little things that even when I broke my leg a couple of years ago, you can't plan that. You don't know that. You don't know to go to the grocery and stock up on those things before you break your leg. And then, you know, I was relying on so many other people for, you know, several weeks. So I, I mean, I think that's so genius. One tip I want to share for you, um, even being in a small house, I was I just moved from a one bedroom apartment. So I utilized the space I had. So I bought some storage containers from Walmart, the ones that can slide under your bed. And that is where my toothpaste and a lot of my hair care stuff was. Under my cabinets, I would have like my feminine care and my cleaning supplies. My stockpile of hand soap is under my kitchen sink because I don't have a lot of stuff under my kitchen sink. So all of my cleaning supplies are there. My laundry stockpile is in my laundry room. So literally my one laundry shelf is completely filled with all laundry care. And once it's super mm -hmm. full, then I'm like, okay, I can't add anything else <laughs> until I use some more or save some more. Another quick tip I'm going to share is you need to track your usage. Do you know how much toilet paper you and your husband use? Mm -hmm. Do you know how long it takes you to go through a tube of toothpaste? Once you know your usage of all your key items, then you can decide. Well, me and my husband go through one tube of toothpaste per month on average. So if I want three months, I need three tubes of toothpaste on my shelf in one open. And then you truly have a three month supply. Oh so even in a small apartment, you guys can have a three month stockpile. Just utilize your space, your closet. Can you add a little small, um, like a shoe bag, a bag that you would put shoes in that could slide under your bed or in your closet. You can put your feminine care in there, your hair care. You can, mm -hmm. um, body wash. So just kind of look to see how you can utilize your space. Get creative. Yes, absolutely. Now, when you are creating this stockpile, it, what do, what is kind of your determining factor? Obviously, if you need to add to your stockpile, that's a priority. But do, are you only adding to it if it's something that's really free or like deeply discounted? Like wh where do you draw that line as far as like, oh, I'm going to go on and get it because this is deeply discounted or it may go on more of a sale in another week or two, so I should hold off. Right. So I have, 
have a stockpile list. So basically I have a list of the prices. So to give you an example, toothpaste, I only buy when it is free or a money maker. The reason why I can do that is because I have so much of it. But when I first started, my goal was to get toothpaste for 99 cents or cheaper. So whenever toothpaste was 99 cents, I would get at least one. And I wanted to have a six month supply of it. So if I have six on the shelf already, I won't get any more of it unless it was less than that 99 cents. Now, once I started to get it for free all the time, every time toothpaste is free, I add it to my stockpile. Right now, your girl probably has a good 30 tubes of toothpaste, and I just sent probably like seven or eight tubes home to Maryland. But I'm okay with that because they were all free plus a moneymaker. For sure. So you kind of have to have a a stock up price. So like for toilet paper, for 12 rolls, my stock up price is $3.25. Whenever it's $3.25 or less, I get at least two packs of it. So sometimes that's once a month. Sometimes that's once every week. So you kind of have to figure out, okay, the tooth, the toilet paper is regular price $5. But with the coupons that come to my area and the sale that comes at Walgreens once a month, I can get it for $275. So when it's $275, I get at least two, sometimes four, to add to my stockpile. But then, like I said, I want to have a three to six month stockpile. So that means I need to know how much toilet paper I'm using to decide do I need to add it to my stockpile or can I skip a week of it, of buying it? And I'm guessing that's really where your knowledge is super valuable because you can say, hey, Walgreens has their monthly sale. So mm-hmm. if you don't need it tomorrow, then yeah. hold off for a couple more weeks because there's going to be a sale on it. Yes. Another pro tip, sales cycles happen every four to six weeks. So if one of your favorite items is on sale right now, your favorite ketchup, your favorite barbecue sauce, your favorite hair dye, it will most likely be on sale again sometime in the next four to six weeks. So you only need to get enough for at least the next month or two because the sale is going to come up again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are blowing some people's minds right now because you're blowing mine. And I feel like we've already uh, nerded out about this topic several times. So like every time I talk to you, I feel like I like learn something new about this. Um, Crystal, what's your favorite part of couponing? Oh my gosh. It, It would definitely have to be the register. So there's a lot of things that go going to couponing before you ever get to the register. But I'm at the point in my journey where I love standing at that register and watching the people behind me and the people behind the counter go in all when a total goes from $60 down to about $8 or $10. That is like the biggest rush. It's so addicting. It's the biggest rush for me, um, knowing that I'm getting the things that I've need. Now, I'm the couponer. I call myself a realistic couponer because I literally do not buy anything that I don't need, even if it's free or a moneymaker. If I don't need it, I don't buy it. So getting the things that I need for super cheap or free gives me that rush at the register. Yeah, I could see where that would be even better just because I could see myself kind of going out and getting those free things at first just because it's like, well, I had a coupon and I figured out how to get it for free. But the fact that you're actually going up to the register with all the things in your cart that you normally purchased before you started couponing and then seeing that total just come down over and over again is really gratifying. Yeah. And one thing I want to say about that is that just because you have a coupon for it doesn't mean you need to use that coupon. Mm. 
um, that wastes your time, that wastes your energy. And if you are paying even one or $2 out of pocket, it's a waste of your money. If mm-hmm. you can't use it, you can't give it to a friend or a family member, then don't buy it. It's a waste of your time. Unless it's a product that you're like, oh, I've been wanting to try this. Now I have a coupon. That's the time to try a new product when you can get it for cheap. But don't buy something just because it's cheap and you have no use for it. And you're like, throw it away or something. That's a great tip. Now flip that on its head though. What's the most (laughs) frustrating or hardest part of couponing? Um, I would say one of the hardest things is to know when it's a good deal. So like for a lot of my new clients, they're like, Crystal, well, you say this is a good deal. How do I know when it's a good deal? So kind of like I said earlier, you have to know what the regular retail price is and and can you get it cheaper at Walmart and will it go on sale again? And what coupons will you get? And you only know that stuff after couponing over time. So a lot of my newbies, I'll say, it's okay for you if you've never couponed before to pay 99 cents for toothpaste. Your first, I would say anytime within your first three months. After your first three months, you will see that you can get toothpaste for free at Walgreens and CVS. So then you won't want to pay 99 cents anymore because you know you can get it for free. But that only comes with practice and time. Oh my gosh. You like literally just like sent an urge in me to like start trying to get this stuff for 99 cents or free. I mean, that's that's the crazy part. Um, okay, so... Thinking about this podcast, we are really trying to break the stigma that self-care is selfish and selfish being a negative connotation, really just trying to push that self-care is a positive thing. So I would love to know how you personally like to be selfish. So my favorite things to do are Eating sunflower seeds, David's ranch sunflower seeds are my favorite things to eat. So eating sunflower seeds just naturally relaxes me. And then watching Netflix and then also reading. So those are like my biggest, whenever I feel down or rest, I will grab a bag of sunflower seeds and I don't care what I'm doing. I will watch a Netflix show. It will just bring me, it just brings me joy. And then reading, I've forced myself not to read for so many years because I was in corporate America and I needed to work. And when I wasn't working, I was being someone's mother. So I'm getting now back to, it's okay for you to read a couple chapters every day. It's okay for me to not follow a strict schedule because I'm in charge. That's been so hard for me, being selfish in the sense of I'm in control of my schedule. So I can do whatever I want and I don't have to work nine to five because that's what the world says are working hours. So being able to break out of that mold and just read for a couple, couple hours because it helps me internally, then it gives me much more energy to work. So maybe I am working until 11 o'clock at night, but I'm happy, I'm joyous, and it's giving me, it's giving me so much excitement to work because I took three hours to read a book that I've been dying to read. And I think that's something that's so inspiring about, um, how you document your day-to-day journey on Instagram, you know, for anybody that's, you know, interested in learning more about couponing or, or finding out more about Crystal, you know, as a person, following you on Instagram is a great way because, um, you really talk it through and say, Hey, I was up until 11, 12 
editing this video that's going to, that I've got to get up on YouTube. And so I'm going to, you know, drop my daughter off at school. I'm going to come home and I'm going to take a nap. And that to me, like you really inspired me because I am that same person that I need to get up and kind of keep my schedule. But maybe there's days where I do have to work an event late at night, or I'm kind of going all day from 8am till 8pm. And Mm -hmm. I kind of get up and try to do it again the next day. And you can quickly burn yourself out that way. So you really have inspired me in doing that. So I'm really proud of you for doing that. And thank you for saying that too. Oh, you're welcome. And just, it's so weird because we've been trained our whole lives. Like I sat down and I really was like, okay, I'm 30 years old. Since I went to school, I was five years old when I went to school. So for about 24 years of my life, our, my schedule has been dictated by someone else. Hmm. First it was school, then it was practice. I was in band. Then in college, I had classes. I was in a sorority. I had three jobs. My life was dictated. Then I go to corporate world and I work nine to five and I have to be someone's mom and we have to go to soccer and everything. This is the first time in my life, this past almost year since I've been working for myself that besides my daughter's activities, obviously, I can choose what I do with my time. Mm -hmm. So my working time is mine. And it's like, it was so hard to break that barrier, but we work more as entrepreneurs. And if we don't take that time to be selfish and give ourselves that self-care that we need, you will burn out so fast. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm glad you're practicing that and preaching it too. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh my goodness. Um, Probably sleeping because because I don't get really a break with my daughter. Um, And like, I'm not complaining about it because I did sign up to be her mother. But the one thing you don't realize as a parent is I value the help that I used to get. So even her just going to school for a few hours or me being able to take her to soccer and I can just do whatever I want with that hour, even while she's at practice, it is so hard to have the child 24-7. And I do call my kid the child. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call her the child all the time. But um, but to just have her 24-7, it is, it is hard to take a nap. Because if I sleep, I may wake up with paint all over the walls. Um, mm-hmm. too. So I would love to be sleeping more. And I also want to be helping more people strategically shop during this quarantine. Because a lot of people are really struggling So sleeping and helping others would be the thing that I wish I could be doing more of. I hear you. What is next for Crystal? Ooh, so there's two big things that I've been wanting to do for months. The first one is to actually launch my podcast because I've done all my research and there's a no couponing podcast where the podcast is dedicated to couponing exclusively. Um, So I want to be that person. So I'm working Mm -hmm. on background I'm in a podcasting school like there is a lot going on and I'm hoping to launch that within the next couple weeks and then also launching a long-term one-on-one coaching program um, to really help people shop with a purpose individually I have found that I have helped to change people's lives with a five to ten minute conversation I've changed people's lives in my monthly group coaching program but the people that I've helped one-on-one I mean are saving thousands and thousands of dollars per year. So I want to create a, you know, three month or even a six month one-on-one coaching package so that I can really help you go from spending seven, $800 a month on groceries to cutting that in half and being able to make an impact on your big financial goals. 
My gosh, I love this. Like you, when you get an idea in your mind, you make it happen. And that's what I think is like really going to make you stay successful. You already have, you know, just gone leaps and bounds and really just taken this under your wings. I mean, there's not a roadmap out there on how to be a coupon coach. You've created it yourself. So I am so proud of you. And I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk. And um, I know you have inspired listeners who have had a chance to listen to this interview today. So thank you, Crystal. No, thank you so much for having me. That makes me feel so good inside. (laughs) Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.